0: So, Michael, the Asian teams at the World Cup, uh, it's been a a little bit of a mixed bag. Um, What's what's been your overall take on the AFC team's performance?
1: Um, It's been a tall (laughs) rollercoaster. I mean, it's just been up and down all over the place, really. Um, You know, last night's game, Japan against uh, against Spain, was just... uh, I'm still quite bewildered by it with, a, with a, just a, a, a real lack of sleep after finding everything from it and still still frankly trying to get my head around right. it. Was, it was quite an incredible result to see Japan, not just beating Spain, who obviously won the World Cup in 2010 and have a have a host of players, but also eliminating Germany as well, four-time, four-time world champions. And looking at it just from a, a Japanese perspective, I mean, this is... Think unquestionably Japan's best performance ever at a World Cup and certainly that Spain result was I think probably the country's best ever result in the, in the game ever.
0: And, and um, yet strangely Hajime Moriyasu was, was under quite a bit of pressure going into this World hmm. Cup even during uh, the campaign particularly after the loss to, to Costa Rica hmm. has that won over the Japanese fans do you think, this qualification?
1: Uh, that's a really good question. I think I think there's still, I mean look Ultimately, it's a results business, right? When you come to a World Cup, it's about winning, it's about getting to the next round. And when the draw was when the draw was done, and and, and Japan were drawn with, you know, with, with in, in the group they were they, they they were in with Spain and Germany. Everybody was like, tough group. They'll do well. They'll perform well, but they'll but they'll not go through. And to to not just go through, but to win the group, and to win the group having lost to Costa Rica, where well, they were abysmal. I mean, they were they were it was it was. I would say. If last night was the best result Japan's ever had at a World Cup, the performance against Costa Rica in the, in the seven World Cups that they've played in was easily the, their, worst, their worst performance. Um, so will he have won people over? Well, he's, there's a lot of sceptics about his, about his tactics, about his approach. He's very conservative. And certainly it was a bit of a smash and grab last night, as it was against the Germans. But it's, 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 it's dramatic, it's thrilling. It's, it's done in a fashion that... You know, okay, they shut up shop for forty-five minutes, and then they go for it in the second half. Somewhat, um, and it's and it's been effective. So, yeah, you know, everybody loves a winner, right?
0: They sure do. Um, Iran uh, did get one win at this tournament, but mm. it ultimately went out in the group stage. Uh, hard not to feel a sliver of sympathy for Carlos yeah. Keros, given the off-field problems that he's had to deal with. How do you assess uh, Team Melli's campaign?
1: As you say, it's just been it's been so difficult for, for them. And, and, and as you say, you know, you feel for Carlos and, and, and actually even more so the players because with all of the political issues going on in Iran, these, these are footballers. And, and people are looking at them and they want them to be something that, you know, Should should we really be expecting a a group of 26 footballers to come here and carry not just the hopes of a nation, because they're already doing that from a footballing perspective, but but to to stand up potentially to a a political regime on the world stage when all they want to do is come to the World Cup, test themselves against the best in the world, and see if they can do something that nobody from their country has ever done before, which is qualify for the round of 16. They had huge expectations and huge pressures on their shoulders that I don't think anybody can fully understand or appreciate. Um, and you know and I think that really weighed heavy on them especially in the game against England when they lost 6-2 they bounced back really well and they, 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 they played well against Wales Wales weren't great and they weren't great throughout the whole tournament it was still a very good win under the circumstances but then against the Americans look they, they, they just they met a better team they got largely played off the pitch it was only 1-0 but, but it could have been it could have been more so from that perspective you know they were they were unfortunate i think in some respects i think the the u.s have really clicked since since coming here they really didn't look good in their friendlies back in september and i know they came with the press in the u.s having sort of fairly low expectations um but the sad thing i think for this Iran team in addition to all of the issues that the players have had to deal with it this is this is this team's last go this team will be dismantled you, you know the vast majority of leagues, i think it's the oldest team of the second oldest squad of the, mm. of the world cup along with the belgians um, and so there's going to be need to be a, a massive regeneration of the squad and so it's going to be interesting to see where they end up after this
0: um we're, we're talking before south korea's final group game so we mm. can't give an assessment on how they ended up mm. at this world cup but uh, from what we've seen so far uh south korea flattered to deceive a little bit yeah i mean i mean
1: they they, they started with that nil nil draw against uruguay and i think they're quite, they're quite hampered by the fact that, that uh, Son Heung-min maybe isn't quite... And it's, it's, he's not quite where he would normally be. And I think that's that's not necessarily because he's got this facial injury and he's wearing the mask. But he's been out of sorts all season. He had that great season last season in the Premier League. He was joint top scorer along with, alongside Mo Salah. Um, and, and even for Tottenham this season, he's not really clicked. He's not really... And I, and I think he's maybe suffering a bit of a hangover from that. That's carried over into this. Then he's got the facial injury. He's wearing the mask. And then on top of that, when he plays for Korea, if the Korean team doesn't click and if, if they're not... If they're not got a full strength starting eleven, out, I don't think I, the Koreans don't have the depth. They're missing Huang Yi Chan uh, from Wolves, who is an important part of that attacking unit that they have. Mm. And when, when there's one player missing from that, but also I, I, I've never been wholly convinced by Paulo Bento. I'm not entirely sure. He really plays the kind of dynamic football that is that is most suiting to the players that he has. You look at players like Lee Kangin who came on against against Ghana when they lost 3-2. They were 2 0 down. Kangin came on and within a handful of minutes they were they were back level and that was all sparked by him. And he's a player who who Bento never looks like he's ever really trusted. Um, so it'll be interesting to see actually today whether whether Kangin starts. But yeah, they've they've, they've been disappointing. But, I, look, before the tournament, I had pegged them to, to go through. But since they've been here, they've been a bit one-dimensional. The last five, ten minutes of the game against Ghana, where it was just continual, just the same high, long ball into the box. There was no vari- variation. There was no variety. There was no change of tempo. And, you know, the Ghanaians just, they just, you know, they, they, they stood there and just kept nodding the back out again. And, you know, it was, it
0: was disappointing, but it wasn't it wasn't wholly unexpected. Just finally, uh, Qatar. Uh, obviously, we, we've dealt with Australia uh, earlier on in the show, and mm. we, we know mm. lots about Australia, but I want to ask you about uh, Qatar. A very disappointing mm. tournament, particularly with such a long build-up and such a hype around the tournament. So the problems as well, they looked in the first game as though they were rabbits in the headlights a yeah. little bit and never really recovered from that, did they?
1: No, no, they didn't. And Look, if you put yourself in their shoes, you know, this is this is the end of a... I mean, everybody calls it a 12-year project because it's it's 12 years. In fact, I think it's 12 12 12th year anniversary tomorrow from whenever they were awarded the uh, the hosting rights. It's probably even longer than that when you look at whenever the Aspire Academy opened back in 2005 2006. And many of those those guys have come through, you know, those first waves of players that were coming. So this was the culmination of maybe 15 years of of development and 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 expectation and pressure, and it's all boiled down into. I mean, look. This country has spent over 200 billion US dollars, not preparing for the World Cup, but preparing, but, but building an infrastructure for an entire country. A fraction of that's gone in the World Cup. It's still a huge amount of money. It's still a huge amount of pressure. It's still a huge amount of expectation. You've got the Emir of Qatar in the crowd. You've got world leaders from all over the world. The whole world is watching this. The only game probably more pressured at a World Cup and the opening game is the final. Everyone watches it. We saw it with Saudi Arabia four years ago when they played in Russia and they crumbled. They lost 5-0. That also wasn't a reflection of the standard that they were at. The Cataly's just they froze. They were a little fortunate. They they had a they had a, a, an Ecuadorian goal or it was a goal penalty, I can't even remember what it was, ruled out with Go. with yeah. with, with, uh, with VAR. They still lost, they were pretty meek, they weren't they didn't play the kind of football that we've seen them play. Uh, certainly when they won the Asian Cup in 2015 when they were dynamic and quick and they played some really good particularly as the tournament went on, they played some great football I think in some respects they probably peaked already so they've gone beyond um, I'm not entirely sure they got their preparations right either they didn't really play very many competitive games they had long training camps behind behind closed doors, they weren't letting anybody in and so when they were exposed into the glare of the global spotlight um, unfortunately they crumbled and, and They just couldn't recover from that. Um, their other, their other games, their performances were slightly better, but, but ultimately when you get off, when you start a tournament of the magnitude of the World Cup on that kind of footing, it takes a lot to be able to sort of pull yourself back into it. And unfortunately, they couldn't do it.